98.9 ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. <laughs> no, you ain't. ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interviews. I know. I'm good. I'm good. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly as soon as it drops. We're on a rampage. Bubbles popping up before you know where there's rubble and dust. Cause we'll be pushing it up. Somebody say, Jeff, did you believe in the concept of false fall? I do not. I believe in cold fronts. You don't believe in false fall? No. I sort of like it. I hadn't heard of false fall. I I don't even think, I I didn't hear about it when I moved down here. Mm -hmm. I I heard about it. it feels like in the last few years I've heard about it. And it feels like it's another social media Do you thing. know what the concept is? Do you know what they're implying? I mean, it's implying that fall has come here quickly. But, but not it, yet. But, but it's, it's not real. Correct. Yeah, I, I like that. I do think there is a time when no one's fooled right now. But no one is. It's, it's a stunning day out there right now. It is. Last, the last two is, days have been amazing. It is 70 degrees. <laughs> It's unbelievable. The idea behind false fall is that uh, it's it's that time that comes along, and and it lures people into thinking, "Oh, we're done now. We're done. We've moved into autumn. Mm-hmm. Where's a pumpkin spice latte? Pat, I'll have one of those." And of course, those people are wrong when that happens. And there's nothing so depressing. The The most depressing kind of Memphis heat is the Memphis heat in the third week of September. Right. Correct. When you're like, I am so done with this that I, and it's still 97 degrees and you're sitting in the Liberty Bowl or wherever it is, sweating your nothing ass off. Is, nothing is hotter than that Labor Day game. And it, we've all been there. We all went to a football game on Labor Day and you're just soaking in sweat. Yeah. So... Uh, You're Lucas Glovering it. So that is, it is, it is too bad to be sucked in by a false fall, but I don't think anyone is fooled by this. It's way too early for a false fall. It's just, you can't, I'm sorry, a this lucky break. It's just what we exactly. got. You should just, when you can see it. the calendar says August, it's I don't even, right. I don't even entertain it. 
yeah, it's it's crazy, but it if is. This were September fifteenth, then maybe I would be. It is insanely beautiful out there, insanely beautiful out there. So I do hope you enjoy it. It's also, of course, the forty uh, sixth anniversary, the forty sixth anniversary of the death of Elvis, and so they had the uh, they had the vigil last night. I have never been. I bet you've never been either. I'm just going ahead and bet you've never to been. To the vigil or to? You've never been to the vigil. I'm not. Yeah. I've never been to the vigil either. And I do wonder if, I do wonder if I, if that's something like a Memphis thing. Is I've always Memphis viewed thing? it as more of like a, it's a tourist thing. Like, I feel like the it people that go like to the vigil thing, yeah, are, are people that come it's here. not Memphians. Which right. I'm, I'm glad but, to hear. Okay, but is going to watch them a Memphis thing? Oh, let me ask you this. Uh, is it a Memphis thing? Something Memphians should always have done should should have done at least once mm. to see the Peabody Ducks. Yes, Ducks, and isn't yes. that the same thing? It's mostly tourists. It's mostly tourists. Sure, but, but as a Memphis, as ducks. a Memphian, <laughs> but you do make a fair Correct. point. The thing about the about the Peabody Ducks is there are ducks. Correct, live. And they are live, and they walk yes, out of the elevator exactly. with That's, a duck master, with with a, literally with music Correct. and a duck master. Correct. And then they go splash in the little in the little fountain. Yeah, awesome. absolutely. You they should frolic. do that. I, I would feel bad about myself as a Memphian if I had not at least observed that scene. I feel occasional, like should I at some point? I, I think clearly going to Graceland once. I understand there's a certain pride in saying I've never been to Graceland, but I think going to Graceland once is a a good thing to have done. I actually think we need to put that up to the review board again because I think that held true before they made Graceland nice. And now that they've like poured a lot of money into now Graceland. you don't think you should have gone to Graceland? No, no, no. I, I think the joke about, you know, you're, you're only a Memphian if you haven't been to Graceland. Like, I do wonder now if that, sh- I, I think we need to send that to a review board. Maybe that's something to ask Chris Harrington if that needs to change. Because I do feel like now that they've spent so much money and and tried to make it really a great experience. I wonder if we should reconsider. I suppose. I suppose that's what, speaking of. By the way, of Memphis institutions, did you know that uh, the Rondé was seventy five this year? I did not. How has that birthday not gone? So I don't know. They don't promote it. Uh, so uh, it's because the Rondé doesn't need promotion. <clears throat> uh, anyway, um, it, it was amazing to me. I was uh, I was looking at. At Facebook, and there are there are folks. It was just striking to me. There are a fair amount of folks who can remember where they are, where they were when they got the news that Elvis died. In the same way that they can, I mean, mind you, you've got to be at of a certain age. I was looking at at uh, Chris Thomas. Former Memphis public official, uh, now uh, and man about town. And I was looking at his page, and just people were reflecting. I was playing jacks in my carport and listening to uh, that's a dated reference radio in general. <laughs> on a little transistor radio. Oh, the whole thing. It's so yeah. sweet. I was swimming laps uh, at the U of Southern Miss. Um, uh, I had to tell my mom he had died. One of the hardest things 13-year-old me ever had to do. There's a lot of dated references here. I was at the Southland Mall. Um, 
I was six. We all piled into the station wagon. That's a dated reference itself. There mm-hmm. aren't really any station wagons anymore. And went down to Graceland. Um, yeah, we traded those for minivans. Uh, and on and on and on with uh, with what um, I was at home, heard it on TV, broke my heart. Phone lines in Memphis were almost immediately jammed up where you couldn't make a call. That's the only time I remember something like that happening. Um, That's also the the idea that the phone lines, not not the phone right, lines to the radio jammed, station. Right, no, right. Could the f- phone lines Correct. to the city could be jammed. Home phone lines. At work, one girl office. Employer refused to let me leave. I went to office restroom to cry. Um, riding down Covington Pike, group of us were playing football in the front yard. Working for Holiday Inn on Lamar, answering the 1-800 number. People realized we were in Memphis and started calling the toll-free number for information just at the Holiday Inn. In 1979, I would end up working at uh, whatever for the head of – wow, uh, for the the guy who had been head of the uh, autopsy team. Anyway, um, so uh, I have no – I was in Buffalo, New York and don't have any particular recollection – of the day that Elvis died, but it was 46 years ago uh, today. Um, today on the radio show, John Martin's going to be in here in the next segment. We'll do that uh, coming up next. Straight up at 10 o'clock. And, you know, we do have a lot of other things to talk about. I've decided, I have decided that I will take calls on Michael Orr, the blind side and the twoies, just because I'm getting people who say I take calls on everything. Why are you scared of taking calls on this? And the reason I'm scared of it is because none of us really know anything really. And so I just feel like it's going to go off the rails, both directions, all directions. I feel like with, with the topics at hand, uh, uh, race, religion, exploitation, um, everything that although I generally trust you people and not only do I trust you people, you restore my faith in things often. I just felt that it was the better part. It was showed discretion not to do this, but then I've gotten people pushing back on it. And so fine, if you want to, we will in the second hour, but I, I don't actually think there will be a lot of calls on this. Do we have someone? Oh no, we got Sam Hardiman. Yeah. So if you're going to take calls, you got to do it now. No, you're right. No, we're not going to do it then. I totally forgot. How did I forget Sam? I was sitting right next to Sam at the mayor's race yesterday, at the mayor's thing yesterday. Well, we may not be able to take false fall got you out of out of sorts. False false fall has me. Yeah. You know what it really was? I was up I was up late last night writing a deadline column on the mayoral election and didn't get a lot of sleep on the mayoral debate and didn't get a lot of sleep. I totally screwed that up. Well, maybe we'll take calls. We'll see if somewhere in here I can squeeze in Mm -hmm. calls. Uh, but anyway, so the lineup is uh, is uh, Chris Harrington, then John Martin, and then Sam Hardiman. And we have a lot to talk to Sam Hardiman because there was a mayoral debate last night on WKNO. Uh, it, was, it was hosted by the Daily Memphian and WKNO. And um, I went, have you at all, Jeffrey, have you at all focused on the mayoral debate? Nothing more than like surface level trying to figure out, okay, who's each candidate. 
isn't it sort of, I mean, it's, so today is 50 days from election day. It's less than a month before early voting starts. And if you're going to register to vote, you got to do that by September 5th. Otis Sanford, my colleague at the Daily Memphian, has called this the most important election at least since 1991. And it does feel like it's important, doesn't it? Doesn't it feel like the next leader matters, Jeffrey? Yeah, I would I mean, say if, so. If, if you believe that any problems are right. soluble, yes. then, then it matters. If you believe that nothing can be done about anything, then it doesn't matter. It does feel like it feels like a, an interesting point in city history. So, yes. Why? Let me ask you this. Why is it? Like, we all agree that a football coach matters, right? Sure. Like, like I really do believe that the hiring of Justin Fuente and the hiring of Mike Norvell, like, that their response, like, they changed. That there was this situation that people said, oh, you can't ever win at Memphis, et cetera. Whether it's fair or not, whether you believe it or not. And, and you hire the right leader, right, at a place, and all of a sudden, your fortunes, your fortunes can change. Look at the University of Tennessee right now. Sure. You hire the right leader. And fortunes can change. Well, and the, the two parallels that I would make there is, I know it's not super popular to give Tom Bowen credit, but he did emphasize football. Right. And, and same thing. And same you, thing hire, you hire so Mike White. Why, why then don't we... Mike White's brother. Why don't we invest the same sort of optimism and or at least acknowledge the impact that the right leader can have for the city? I think in general it's because... In like, if you're going to use your football reference, you've got a giant pool. And when it comes to politics, it's like it's either one side or the other, even though there are but there's a really, giant pool I don't within, think there's one with the mayor or no, race. It's, here, it's not it's one really, side it's really or the basically, other. It's, and I think that leads, I think if, if there's a, there's an element of like predetermination in it. Yeah, I think it's because we think the problems are so big that they're in, un, like we can imagine someone coming in and taking over the football program and figuring out how to, crank up the offense, right? I think we have a hard time imagining someone coming in and taking over the city and straightening out crime. You know, like, sure. I think some of it's just as big as the problem, the biggest problems are, but I'll, I'll tell you this. I thought last night's debate, let's be honest, it was boring. It was boring in the way that you want it to be boring. There were five candidates there. There's 17 people running for, for, for mayor. Eight were invited to this debate. You can't have 17 people on stage, and so they had various qualifications, the serious candidates, et cetera. Frank Colvett uh, had dropped out of the race, so he didn't come. Uh, and then uh, Willie Harrington didn't come because he refuses to debate. And uh, Floyd Bonner was going to come, and then he dropped out at the last minute. First, he wasn't going to come. Then he was going to come. Then he dropped out of the last minute. There may have been an emergency. It's not entirely clear. Uh, and so those are two serious candidates, Harrington and yeah. Floyd Bonner, who neither one were there. Um, one may have had an excuse. One didn't have an excuse. And I, honestly, I criticize him for that. Like, if, if you are an 83-year-old dude who wants to be mayor, it seems to me you should be willing to uh, engage in an open exchange of ideas and to demonstrate that you still got it, right? Doesn't it seem reasonable? Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, I also think it's part of the race. But it was, yeah, but it was, 
it was boring in this way. Like, no one was really taking huge shots. There were subtle shots at each other. But they mostly people were talking about the problems and the solutions. Uh, there were five serious people talking about the problems and the solutions. I thought it was a heartening debate, and you could go listen to it. Now, some of these candidates are more serious if you just look at polling than others. Uh, WRG released a poll yesterday, and in their poll, uh, Willie Harrington is leading which is kind of stunning when you realize he's 83 years old and, and wasn't, you know, four years ago, uh, just got crushed by uh, Strickland. But he's leading with 16%, Paul Young, 14%, and then Floyd Bonner, Judge Joe Brown, if you can believe it, 10%. Um, so of those folks who are sort of in, in the lead, uh, Paul Young was there last night. In addition, it was State Rep Karen Camper, uh, J.W. Gibson, Michelle McKissick uh, was there, and Van Turner was there. And there was surprising agreement. Like, we hear all this, like, whatever. So that different times they were asked to raise their hand if they agreed or disagreed. Do you want more police? What do you think? How many hands do you think went up, Jeffrey? Five hands were on stage. They want more police. How many hands went up? I'm going to say five. Five, yeah. yeah. Like, no one was, there's no, like, defund the police stuff. Mm-hmm. There was none of that. Like, everyone wants more police. Um, uh, do you support a juvenile curfew? I'm going to say five again, went, yeah. Five hands went up. Do you want Doug McGowan, Doug McGowan to come back as head of MLG and W? Not s- a single hand. Yeah. I got to say, that seems unfair to me. Like, is he really yeah, but I, I taking said, it? Like, it, should he really be blamed for the, the these issues? He just freaking moved over there. Yeah, I mean, whether or not it's fair, to me it feels like an easy political win because everyone is so angry at MLG and W. You know what I mean? I, I there guess. Is a, there's a politics. If he'd been there for five, four years, I would get it. But I would I, also, I would also make honestly, the argument. the truth of the matter is most people say he's incredibly competent, smart guy. No, I, I totally agree. I think the other issue, though, is Doug is viewed – rightly or wrongly or fairly or unfairly as a Strickland guy. And so if you're going to go into being the mayor, I could see where you're not committal. Anyway, it was a uh, it was a good, reasonable debate, and I think it's time for us to dig in. I guess that's what I'm saying. And we'll dig in with Sam Hardiman. I think it's time for us to dig in because, listen, you can – I don't blame you if you're complaining about uh, potholes, or if you're complaining about crime, or if you're complaining about MLG and W, or if you're complaining about whatever it is, I, I've complained a little myself. But it is kind of the essence of democracy. You get to pick the next leader. Like it, it's just better true. Or worse. You, you you get to pick the next leader. You get to study these seventeen, and decide who is your candidate, and. It doesn't mean like, I, I have, I'm under no illusions that the people who don't vote have no right to complain, and so they won't complain. Of course, they'll complain. Uh, but come on, man, come on! You yeah, got whether till, or not someone has the right to you, complain, you, it doesn't stop them. You got till September 5th to register to vote if you haven't voted, if you haven't registered to vote, and you can that 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 debate is up. Honestly, I thought of the people who were there last night there were serious ideas there were good ideas like michelle mckissick who probably doesn't have any chance of winning like she doesn't poll great big numbers she's natural on tv because used to be in tv yeah she's a smart woman i'm kind of i'm she's great and 
She's great on that. That's it. She's great on TV. She also just said, which I think is right, like, how do you, like, everyone wants more cops. So she's, how do you get more cops? We need a, um, a pipeline from the schools to let young people know that there's an opportunity to serve. I'm, I thought that was a pretty good idea. It, it's, I don't think she's going to win, but I thought it was a pretty good idea. I thought probably of the, like, Van Turner just keeps saying he's the only pro- the real progressive candidate. And, like, he is the one who talks most about root causes, about neighborhoods, about, and, 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 and about his progressive credentials. Uh, I thought Paul Young was probably the most impressive consistently last night, and he's one of the leaders. But listen, you all should go listen to the debate and make up your own mind. Um, and then pay attention as all of this starts uh, to hit us, because it feels to me like an important moment in the city of Memphis. Jeffrey, what are we going to talk about next? You want to talk about the in-season tournament, or do you? Do we need to talk about? Do we need to? And speaking of Michael Orr, do we need to uh, to to deliver the response? I suppose that the response from the Tui's, or the, I guess the Tui's attorney. <sighs> Yeah, so the Tui's attorney released a response yesterday, and um, it was uh, it was scorched earth. Wouldn't you say it was scorched earth? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. This is that was when you could tell, like you could sense it was gonna get, it was going to get messy. And yesterday's like, okay, this it is, was here it is. as ugly in response as the as the uh, it was <laughs> as as emphatic in response. As the original complaint was, it, how, what, it, the allegations were, wow, you're alleging that? A lie to scheme out of? And then they came right back and just, I know they said they love him, mm-hmm. <laughs> but man, uh, it, was, uh, it, was, uh, it was tough. And, I, and in fairness, the entire world is calling the Tui's fakes and grifters, so I kind of understand it. Yeah, I mean, if they were going to, to me, it was, if they were going to fight the claims, it was going to get messy. And they've made the decision that their reputation and whatnot is on the line. <sighs> therefore, they're going for it. Um, so among the things they said, some of this, the stuff was a version of what Shauna had said to me. Uh, the notion that a couple worth hundreds of million dollars would connive to withhold a few thousand dollars in profit participation payments from anyone, let alone from someone they loved as a son, defies belief. Um, but then the details are um, that he, quote unquote, sh- that, that Michael Orr, according to them, threatened him, saying he would plant a negative story about them in the press unless they paid him $15 million. Uh, they say that, that the money they've gotten from the movie is, and this is consistent with what he said with me, a small percentage a uh, small, uh, small advance and a tiny percentage of the profits. And what they said to me was uh, they each got 14000 in advance and then a tiny percentage of the net profits. And here's those words. They insisted that any money receipt received be divided equally and they have made good on that pledge. The evidence documented in profit participation checks and studio accounting statements is clear. Over the years, the Tuies have given Mr. Orr an equal cut of every penny received from the blind side. Even recently, when Mr. Orr started to threaten them about what he would do unless they paid him an eight-figure windfall, and as part of that shakedown effort, refused to cash the small profit shakes from the TUI, checks from the TUIs, they still deposited Mr. Orr's equal share into a trust account they set up 
for his son. Um, basically say that other lawyers tried to do this before. Other lawyers stopped representing him once they saw the evidence and learned the truth. Sadly, Mr. Orr has found a willing enabler and filed this ludicrous lawsuit as a cynical attempt to drum up attention in the middle of his latest book tour. So there you go. What did you make of it? I kind of thought like this was going to be the route that it was going to go. And, you know, what, whether or not the merits are fair or not, that will be, I presume, for a judge to decide. But to me, like, this was predictable. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Okay, fine. Here, now, if you want to talk about this, you can. Uh, I said I'd open it up. We got Chris Hart. We got, we got John Martin coming up next, then Chris Harrington, and then Sam Hardiman. So we have a really busy show. Uh, but if you do want to say anything about this that has been that you've been aching to say over the last couple days, the phone number is 445-0929. I don't think any of the shows have taken calls. I'm happy to entertain calls um, on this. I'm not, <laughs> you know, I, 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 if you wish. Um, my suspicion is, ah. Uh, I think, as I've said a million times, I think there's all kinds of issues of people who profited in all kinds of ways off of, off of Michael Orr's story, including the Tuies with their celebrity and their speaking engagements and everything else, including, um, as you pointed out, they went from being mem famous to world famous. Yeah. Um, uh, Hugh Freeze, who got a job out of it. Um, the multiple. studios who multiple jobs, the studios who got millions out of it. The part that I've always found it hard to believe is that the Tuies have been draining movie money that would have gone to Michael Orr away from Michael Orr. Right. Yes. And that's the part that I've, and that's what they came down hard on here. That story that, that the profit participation checks that they've been saving them and putting them in a separate account because Michael Orr won't cash them as he's been whatever. That you can always say here, what has the ring of truth to you? That has the ring of truth to me. That doesn't mean that Michael Orr isn't that there aren't reasons for him to be upset with his portrayal. Uh, there aren't that there are not reasons for him to feel exploited, and it doesn't mean that hell America hasn't exploited African Americans for centuries in all kinds of heinous ways. Um, but I I've never believed the diverting the profit sharing to him. And that's sort of where I part ways, but I guess this will come out or maybe they'll settle it and it won't ever come out. I do think the, or the, the, the two attorneys are having another presser today. So, all right, if you, uh, I'm, I'm because people have complained, I'll take a few moments here. And if anyone wants to talk about it, they can get whatever they want to say off their chest. The phone number is 445-0929. And we start with Frank. Frank. Hey, Jeff. How are you? Good. Uh, this is a, this is a really unfortunate thing, the way that it's played out like this. But the one person that I would really like to hear from is Michael Lewis. Do you do you know how this book came about? Oh, sure. Um, I mean, well, I mean, he I, was I, sitting I, in I, the I den. He was sitting in Chantilly's den, writing a book about this thing called Coach. Uh, yeah, Newman. I vaguely know how it came. Here's the truth. I mean, Chantilly is ahead of. Uh, Michael Lewis and high school in New Orleans. They're friends. And, um, and Sean Tui, like back when this was happening, like he would talk about this story and tell people this was happening. 
people forget Shuntui was an assistant on the on the Briarcrest coaching staff, and uh, and he was proud of the story. He was uh, whatever else, and so he would tell people about it. And he just so happens to have one of his friends he grew up with is a best-selling author. Every <laughs> every book he writes, Michael Lewis turns into gold, right? Like it's exactly. he's a tremendous author. And so that's how it came to pass. Um, but he is, hasn't he hasn't come out and had anything. He hasn't has he? he hasn't said anything about it uh, that I've that I have seen. He hasn't he has not said anything about it that I have. Well, seen. Well, it's unfortunate that that they're in a situation. This is a thirty seven year old man who's just realizing that you know he's in this predicament. And um, we just, we don't uh, know if he's in a predicament. Like we don't know. He well, could, no, 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 no. He's, oh. a, he's in a predicament that he thinks that he's. Oh, that's money. absolutely I mean, I true. I don't. I don't know. I that don't he, know that he feels like he. That's that's a hundred percent right. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks. Take care. Thanks, yep. Thanks Frank. Uh, well, that was that was okay. That was safe. Like, yeah. <laughs> but you don't have to be safe. You can say whatever the hell you want. Um, I said I'd open it up. Here we go. Four four five zero nine two nine four four five zero nine two nine. Jeffrey's busy answering phones. Who do we got, Jeffrey? Let's go to Hogman in East Memphis. Hogman, you're on. Hogman, how are you? Hey guys, it's uh, it it felt a little bit like a uh, shakedown to me, and. Uh, don't think America's racist. Have a great week, guys. Thanks. Uh, that's an interesting question. Listen, America historically is like we enslaved people for hundreds and hundreds of years. After we enslaved them, we took away their their uh, the right to vote. Uh, we took you know we we had we had the the uh, separate water fountains, and only in the 1960s did we even begin to right these wrongs. So America very clearly has been historically racist. And I think there are plenty of Americans who today are racist. So to say that America is not racist seems to me to be a wildly optimistic uh, statement. I don't think it's the official policy of America to be racist. <laughs> um, that's pretty clear. Uh, we aspire to good things as individuals and as a country. Um, but I appreciate the, 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 the comment as he dashed off. But... I don't see how anyone can dispute that one of the reasons that this story resonates is that America has, in fact, and I'm not even saying the Tuies have done it because that's a separate, but I think it resonates for people because what they see in this story is a larger American story. Um, and if someone wants to dispute that, I'm willing to take that up too. 4450929. Who's next? Jeff, let's go to Greg in Memphis. Greg, you're on. Hey, Greg. Hey, Jeff. Um, well, I read the book and saw the movie and really enjoyed both. Thought it was a great story. But as typical of what seems to be going on in this city and country now, everything turns into a big steaming pile. You know what I mean? And it's really sad for... For Michael Orr and the Tuies and the city of Memphis and the country as a whole, as far as I'm concerned, it's just money seems to uh, control everything. I guess it probably always has. It is too bad that so much turns into a big steaming pile. I will, I will, I will, I will, I will grant you that. Thank you very you much. Know, I, I think, yeah. Hey, hang yeah, on a second, Jeff. Yeah, uh -huh. um, I think um, Michael probably got a hold of enough sleazy attorney who is willing to try to do this because 
I, I think it's going to be a really hard case to prove. Right. Thanks uh, very much. I appreciate hey, it. Yeah, go ahead. I, I, hey, now I got a bunch more. I got to go. Thank you. Appreciate uh, it. Yeah. Um, I, I can't say whether the attorney's sleazy. It seems to me to be, you know, I, I'm not going to weigh in on that one way or another. Uh, maybe he's getting an attorney who's standing up for his rights. You know, I, 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 I know nothing about those attorneys. And um, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to weigh in on that. One of the interesting things is it seems to me this is a pretty easy case to prove. Don't you think, Jeffrey? Like in the end, there's, there will be receipts be and there's a contract yeah. and there's like, yes. in the end, it, this is actually going to be a pretty easy case to prove. And what the Tuies allege is it's one reason that other attorneys haven't taken it is because it's pretty easy to prove. The contracts are right there. The checks that they deposited are right there. Uh, but we will see. Uh, 445-0929. Who's next? Jeff, let's go to Keeley in Orange Mound. Keeley, you're on. Hey, Keeley. Good morning, Memphis. Love and light, everybody. How you doing? We're good. Okay, first off, if America wasn't racist, black schools and neighborhoods would not be getting underfunded to this very day. That's number one. Now, number two, I never watched the movie all the way through because I started getting a white savior complex, and it made me feel like, okay, so the white people are, you know, just, oh, we're so good Christian people, and the black person is just really slow and dumb. And Michael Orr said himself he didn't like that movie the way it portrayed him. And now, ask yourself this, even when he graduated, miraculously he went to Ole Miss, their alma mater. People not talking about that. How much, I'm not saying anything, how much, if anything, of a kickback, we know how recruiting is. What did they get for steering him to Ole Miss? We remember the Albermeans story where everyone got money but Albermeans. How much possibly could the Tweeds have gotten for steering this man to Ole Miss and he reaped not a penny of that? Have a great day, man. Thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, 445-0929, 445-0929. Who's next, Jeffrey? Jeff, let's go to Chris in Memphis. Chris, you are on. Hey, Jeff. How you doing? We're good. Good. This is Chris Thomas. Hey, Chris. Um, I was looking at your Facebook page and seeing all these people who were uh, who were remembering where they were. Where were you when Elvis died? I was at McDonald's on uh, summer, rode my bike up there, and we were in there, and I guess – one of the employees had the radio on and they started talking about it. And I, as a normal 13 year old, you wouldn't care, but we had a chance to go out and be outside the gate when he rode his horse up to the, to the brick wall and, you know, talk to us when I was younger. So anyway, but he was a, you know, Memphis, a, a worldwide legend. So yeah. anyway, it was interesting, but I was calling because I wanted to ask you, you know, I was probate court clerk back when this happened. Right. And I looked, have you seen the court documents? I looked online yesterday and couldn't find them, but I don't know how they were able to do a conservatorship over him because you have to prove, they have someone either has to be incompetent or not able to take care of themselves physically. If there's not a power of attorney, you have to go. I just didn't know you being a... Yeah, I, I don't I don't know what the particulars of it were. And we've been over that in the sense of they could have, it turns out, adopted him. Uh, there is such a thing as adult adoption. Uh, I do know that his mom went with him to court that day. His biological mom went with him to court that day. And I think, I, I suspect, I haven't, I didn't see what happened in that proceeding. But I know that, you know, I think what happened is they basically said that, you know, he, he needed help in terms of uh, steering his way through this stuff. But... Um, I don't know the particulars of what, what unfolded in that hearing. 
Well, and like you said, this will be pretty easy to prove with court documents so. and with, yeah. with money. It's going to be checks so. and receipts and balances, and this is not going to be hard to prove one way or the other. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate right. it. Bye, buddy. Yeah, 445 We'll take a few more on this. Uh, who's next? Jeff, let's go to Kelvin in Cordova. Kelvin, you are on. Hey, Kelvin. Good morning, and thanks for uh, taking my call. I'll be as brief as I can. Uh, shout out to Orange Mound, Great Points. Uh, the white savior thing, not big on it. Uh, and and uh, everybody out there, uh, prepare to pucker. Not going to be any profanity, I promise. Glad that there are receipts. I, I'm sure there are, and any BS that Michael is saying will be proven. And this whole, you know, I hate that anyone who might have already said that this is another black victimization thing. Hey, you've got former politicians who are playing and playing the victim and all the proof is there. And then they, they lie and say it anyway. So if Michael is lying, it's going to come out. It's going to be a, you know, and it's going to be obvious, but the whole, you know, I, I watched the movie, and it didn't make me comfortable either because we're always the ones who have to be pulled out of the muck because we, we're portrayed as not having sense enough to do it ourselves. That must Which get is, to be we, damn tiresome. you got to be rescued all the damn time. I mean, it's, and that's the portrayal. It must, I mean, you must notice it all. Like it, it feels like movie after movie, right? When don't you see it? Yeah. When don't I mean, and you will see it, but unfortunately, it's you know we're if we do if we do uh, succeed or get more than forty dollars in in our pockets at a time, it's portrayed that we must it must have been through sports or it must have been through crime. All right. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. Sorry. Uh, we're wrapping up here. We'll take if you're on. We'll to get we'll get to you. We're not going to take any more. Uh, who do we got, Jeffrey? Jeff, we got Frank at the Skybox in Carville. Hey, Frank. Hey, Jeff. You know, I, I, I agree. Follow the money. I mean, it, it'll come out pretty quick. I mean, if, if there's money transactions involved, there's a trail. Uh, I read the book and saw the movie. Uh, you know, when you do the movie, you know, I'm not really sure from what I understand. Uh, you don't have a whole lot of control of how it's portrayed or what's portrayed. And that's more of a Hollywood issue than it is a Sean and Leanne Toomey issue. I mean, did you read the book? Did you think the book was exactly like the movie or close? Here's the truth. Yeah. I never read the book or saw the movie. Okay. Appreciate okay. it. Well, good, Thanks, I, good, Frank. Good movie. Thank I mean, you, a good, Frank. good movie. I'd say I, I felt think. a little icky about it even then. I just steered clear. Uh, Brenda in Olive Branch. Brenda, you're on. Hi, Jeff. Um, my problem is the adoption. Is it true that he did not know he was not adopted? Well, there seems to be a dispute on that. He alleges it was a lie and he didn't know. In the movie itself, there is a mm-hmm. scene where Leanne Tui or Sandra Bullock playing Leanne Tui, and I know this only because I read it in Chris Harrington's piece, who we'll talk to at 10. Um, in that movie, she says, listen, an ad- adoption didn't make sense. Um, that this conservatorship makes sense. Adoption didn't make sense because of his age. And in an earlier book, Michael indicated 
that uh, he he knew that it was a conservatorship. So, I, and and Sean Jr. said that that he thought. So I don't really know. I I I think it's very possible. Just trying to figure this out that he thought that it was effectively the same as an adoption. Oh yeah, you're basic. Like I, I can 100% believe that. It does feel to me like there is a lot of evidence that he should have known it was not technically an adoption, but I can understand if he thought, listen, I was told this was basically the same as being adopted and and it turns out it wasn't. So, but I I don't know. There's a dispute on that. I I can't I can't weigh in on that really. I just kept thinking that in the movie, I saw the movie. Yeah. And everybody was talking about it, that he was adopted. It, it was as if they even said he was that, adopted. I think people just kind of slide through and assume, yeah, oh, yeah, these are kids. And, I, I, and if you're being, yeah, it, to be fair, to, totally fair to Michael about this, it feels like, yeah, maybe they, ever, maybe, they, maybe they wanted him to think that. Oh, yeah, we want him, you know. But so yeah. I, I'll, be, I, I'll be surprised. I think mo- before that story came out in the ESPN earlier this week, I think most Americans would have told you he was adopted. If, yeah. they, if you just ask, hey, was, did, was Michael Odor adopted by the Tui family? If people were familiar with the story, I think most would have said, oh, yeah, yeah, that's the story. He was adopted by this, uh, by this family in Memphis. I think, I think most people believe that. Yep. And we're probably allowed to believe that, even though maybe if you ground down on it technically, Michael kind of knew there was a, that, that he technically had not been. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Brenda. Appreciate it. Well, Jeffrey, we did it. We did. We did it. And uh, thank you all for contributing. I always do appreciate it. When we come back, we're late to get to John Martin. We'll talk to him next. Uh, then Chris Harrington. Then Sam Hardiman, who sat next to me or across from me at the debate yesterday, the mayoral debate. We'll talk to him about that. You can read his piece over at the Daily Memphian. Back in a moment, 92.9 FM ESPN. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm just a trick with DeckQL. What do you get when you put two potent Major League offenses together in a hitter's ballpark? You get overs. That's what you get. The last 17 times the Angels have played in Texas against the Rangers, they've blown past the over 13 times. Looking at the hitters on both sides, should that surprise anyone? No, the Angels play the Rangers in Arlington tonight, so hammer that over. I'm Trista Crick, helping you beat the books and bet smarter with BetQL. Download the BetMGM app today. At Granger, we're for the ones who pay attention to every little detail. The ones who fuss, tinker, and sweat the small stuff. Because you know the tiniest thing can make the biggest difference when it comes to keeping business moving. We get it. We're the same way. Offering access to product experts to help you quickly and easily find what you need. So whatever your industry, you know you're always getting professional-grade products. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.
Hey, everybody, this is Andrew Filipponi here bringing you the parlay of the day brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. For NFL preseason lines, we know that Trevor Lawrence should play for Jacksonville in Detroit Friday night, but four points is a big line in a preseason game where no team is trying all that hard to win. Give me Detroit plus four. The Dolphins catching three and a half points in Houston where C.J. Stroud struggled in his opening act last week. More Mike White and Skylar Thompson for the Dolphins. That should be competent enough play under center to take the three and a half points. And the Steelers hosting the Bills. Pittsburgh plays all its starters in the preseason. The Bills do not, so take the Steelers minus two and a half. A Detroit-Miami-Pittsburgh parlay pays close to six to one. That's it for the parlay of the day. Brought to you by FanDuel. Download the FanDuel app today and make every moment more with America's number one sports book. 21 plus in President Tennessee. Bonus issued is normal drawable bonus best that expires seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call TN Redline. 1-800-889-9789. Hi, this is Lauren Choate with Choate's Air Conditioning, Heating, and Plumbing. Are clogged drains causing chaos in your home? Don't worry. Choate's is here to make it drain. For 65 years, Choate's has been the trusted name in plumbing. We've been making it drain and keeping homes happy. And now, for a limited time, Choate's is offering a special deal just for you. Get $65 off our drain clearing special with proper access. That's right. Say goodbye to clogged drains and hello to smooth, worry-free plumbing. Our skilled technicians will arrive promptly and get your drain flowing freely again. Choate's Air Conditioning, Heating, and Plumbing, your trusted choice for 65 years. Take advantage of our $65 off drain clearing special today. Call 347-8086 or visit us at choateshbac.com. And remember, Choate's, let our family serve your family. What's holding you back from learning the language you've always wanted to know? Too hard. Takes too long. Not with Babbel. Babbel's lessons take just 15 minutes a day. 15 minutes isn't long. Nope. And they're fun. Fun isn't hard. Right. Babbel's interactive lessons, podcasts, games, and more make it fun and engaging. So you don't realize you're learning a language, but you are. And Babbel's lessons are built around real life. You can choose from topics like travel, business, relationships, and more. You'll learn what matters most to you. Plus, Babbel's lessons are designed to get you speaking right away. In three weeks, you're able to start having conversations. Just three weeks? Even better. Since Babbel's lessons are designed by language experts and voiced by real native speakers, you'll get the accents just right and be able to carry on conversations with confidence. Learning a language with Babbel doesn't take long. And with Babbel, it isn't hard. It's It's perfect. perfect. And now, try Babbel free at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babble.com. Life is fast and furious. Sometimes you need a boost. The Shotners can help with lipo B12 injections, increase energy, improve mood and sleep. It even helps with allergies. Or boost your immune system with our Triimmune Booster, packed with vitamin C and zinc. It gives your body a head start at fighting off illness. With three locations throughout the Mid-South, we can get you in and out quickly. The Shot Nurse is your wise choice. Protection you need with a personal touch. The second half of the baseball season is here, and each game means a little, a little bit, bit more. We're talking pennant races and wild card chases, with each pitch bringing us closer to the playoffs. The free Odyssey app lets you listen to live play-by-play of your local team, so no matter what you're up to, you'll never have to miss another game. Download the free Odyssey app today and keep baseball close by all summer long. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. Thank you. 
Hey, Kathy, what if I want to change my insurance plan? Steve, State Farm is here for your what ifs. So what if I want to change from a radio dude to a zookeeper? State Farm is here for your what ifs. Call or text Kathy Thurman Edwards, the State Farm agent on Brookhaven Circle, 901-767-7744. My team would love to help you with your what ifs. We're not as cute as Jake, but... We're better looking than a lizard. Are you a maintenance mechanic, diesel mechanic, welder, or compactor repair person? Are you looking for a different kind of company and culture to be a part of? At Waste Connections and Team Waste, our employees reap the benefit of realizing their potential with our trust and full support. As a second chance company, we offer competitive pay, a sign-on bonus, tuition reimbursement, tool reimbursement for our mechanics, and at the end of every workday, you get to be home. Our culture is built on taking care of each other and the communities we serve. Apply today at careers.wasteconnections.com and become a part of a great team of people. As Tennesseans, we all see and appreciate the abundant wildlife around us and the great fishing opportunities we have across our state thanks to your Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency. I'm Don King, reminding you that none of this would have been possible without the support of hunters and anglers who have purchased licenses and paid the bills over the years. Don't forget to purchase your license this year. It's a great investment in Tennessee's wildlife future. Jeff's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner, with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. All right, back on the Jeff Calkins Show. I want to get to it real quick because we've been late to get to John Martin. And I, I always enjoy it when you're in here. John, what are you going to do? Let me ask you this. Before anything else, what are you going to do with your 2750? <laughs> what are you going to do with your 27? And have you apologized to the city of Germantown? Yeah, oh, yeah. The city of Germantown, this week, after originally a little committee had said they weren't going to credit you for the water that you needed to flush right. to clean out all that petrol from your sink and whatever, now you flush the water, and so... And 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 at first they were gonna like, well, it's a shared sacrifice. We're all gonna, right. we're all gonna, we're all gonna pay, uh, contribute. And you're like, shared sacrifice? You're charging me for something I didn't use or get? That's not. That's called theft. That's yeah. not shared sacrifice. But earlier this week they came around to your way way of thinking, and they're giving you twenty seven dollars and fifty cents. <laughs> I mean, so what are you gonna buy? Uh, <laughs> I don't Bottled know. water? A gallon of gas. <laughs> Good, thanks, Joe. Yeah. Uh, and then, But, you know, it's funny. Amazingly, uh, I, I didn't think anybody could make, you know, Germantown look worse. And then the United States government gave the people in Maui $700. Is that what happened? Yes. Well, I missed this. When did we give? The federal government is giving each household in, in Maui $700. What for? The wildfire. Do we have a wildfire reimbursement? It's $700. If your house is gone, $700 doesn't help much, does it? That's my point. And, and, it's, and it's somehow worse than $2,750. It's more insulting. I don't, right. I, I don't think $2,750 is bad. I think it probably pays for the water that you whatever. And, right. It just, I mean, it that, just, that Maui it thing. Just, but, that it Maui just thing by the that water way, like, that was used. Well, more than 100 freaking people have oh, it's died a, in Maui. And only five of them have been identified. Oh, they're flying in DNA experts to help identify. It's a... Freaking oh. devastating horror show tragedy, mm. but hey, don't I don't, I, don't, I, don't don't 
This is not the no, time not for an inconvenient time. truth. No, it's here and I'm going to. Because you wanted to do it. Keep the inconvenient truths to myself. That's but right. I'll tell you what's inconvenient. Hundred dead people in Maui no and a freaking beautiful island burning down. And have you seen the videos of people oh, just the out there swimming? No, the people out there. There's a family out there who had to take to the water to save because they, you know, people took to the water because the shore was on fire. Their little baby and everything else are out there just hours in the water, smoke billowing everywhere, trying to stay alive. I mean, that's a, that's a that's a. I don't know how we got on this topic. Well, we were just, I brought it up because I was talking about how that pales in comparison, you know, like, and then they, oh, here comes. Anyway, are you happy now? $700. No, I'm not happy. I mean, I, I want to move out, really, but I can't because Do the you think they should have named the guy Jeffrey? By the way, his name is Jeff, G-E-O-F-F. The guy who is who poured the oil directly into the water supply. Well, I, I, I look. His I, name. I, he brought disrepute on all Jeffries he everywhere. Did, he did. Look, I don't care about that. Just Jeffs with a G. Yeah. <laughs> all Jeffrey. Yeah, all proper Jeffries. I don't care about the Jeffrey Trusses rolling that, over that, in that his grave. Made the you know the human don't. error, right? I mean, he made a human error. But what I do have a problem with is that he was the only person that you know ultimately lost his job as a result of it. You know, I'm more interested in. Oh, like I'm more interested in like the public the, accountability. Well, the, the Germantown didn't inform any of its residents until uh, the residents called in and reported the smell. Did they know before that? I mean, it happened before, like a day before that. So I have to believe they knew something. So what was the delay about? Um, why did we not get transparent press? I, I think I've been doing press this conferences every day, right? Every day. I mean, at least. I mean, it was a disaster. But you know, re- regardless, this dude is going to be in. Uh, he is going to be a, the mayor until 2026, and then I'll consider a run. Um, I might okay. consider a run I, in I, Memphis I because of that debate uh, last night. Good uh, grief. I, I I know you 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 watched some of the debate. Last I did. Night. Yes, we'll talk, I did. To, we'll talk to Sam Hardeman about it in a little bit. And let's be honest, it was boring. It was boring. In a good way. Like, that debate could have been right out of the 1950s, it, except for black people wouldn't have been allowed to run but right. uh, or vote or whatever. But uh, but it could have been out of the 1950s because people, they were actually civil. Yes. They gave answers. They talked about the problems. I thought it was a serious-ass well, debate. Like, that, wasn't that, that, it? That's true. I mean, I, I, I thought I mean, they, they, they gave answers that I thought were uh, – Odd, but they did give answers. Okay, what was the oddest answer? Oh, like um, why, why, why is everyone crushing Doug McGowan? Oh, I know that. Well, that's the easy. Like literally, raise your hand if you want to bring back Doug McGowan as head of MLG and W. Not a single hand goes. My hand was up. My hand was up. Well, let me tell you what the easy thing to do is, okay? And I'm just going to say it, and you guys are just going to have to deal with it. Yeah. The easiest thing for those candidates up there to do last night was to fire the white CEO of MLG and W. Okay, <laughs> right. I mean, listen, like. <laughs> It's the easiest well, thing you could do. I, I don't know that. I think just I'm just the, saying that, it's the yeah. easy. It is the easiest political thing you could possibly do. But like, there was more enthusiasm for the police chief, and right. she's been there for a while. What I would like, have, they also who wants to bring back the police chief, and not a single hand went up. And then uh, J.W. Gibson's kind of hand went up and down, and up and down, right. and up and down. It was like, and I'm like, what are you doing up there, uh, Mr. Gibson? And it was like, well, I I need to interview her first. No well, one was. No one needed to interview Doug McGowan first. No, Doug, they just you're gone. needed to fire his ass. Well, because you know, it's, it's, he was appointed by the you know the Strickland and all that. And and anyway, look here. Here's the thing. I would have liked to have like one of the mayors, uh, one of the mayor candidates. Uh, you know, say, how do we you know keep youth uh, you know in Memphis? Moin on. 
Uh, How's Van Turner? One, one, and I, I'm going to steal this from Jason, but uh, one, Van Turner said we got to get Lemoyne Owen in the Pac-16. You know, we we got to get them into a that. Power Five. He didn't conference. say that. Oh, that's mainly what that. he said, though. He, he said like, the question was, how do you get millennials to come back and move to yes. stay in Memphis? And his et grand plan and is to get Lemoyne Owen Lamont. going. And then what? Uh, the, Michelle that didn't seem like a good answer. That was dumb as hell. And then Michelle McKissick said, "We got to bring back Liberty Land," and that that's dumb as hell. She also said that drag racing, and I thought she was pretty good, honestly. She's a natural on TV. I like her idea. Yeah, she about, is. Yeah. I like. Well, she's a TV person originally. Right. Okay. Well, I like her sense. idea of, uh, of having a uh, getting police officers having a, like a, a a clear path from our, our schools to being police officers let the folks know that there's an opportunity for them i thought that was pretty good yeah. she also however said that greece the movie greece glorified drag racing mm-hmm. i had totally forgotten that well, i went back and sure enough it did it oh, wow John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John are responsible for the problems that we're dealing with in 240 today. I would venture to say that not a single person in Memphis under the age of knows that 18 right. has seen the movie Grease. No. Not, no, a, not, I, a, not a one. No, she's a young woman, too, so I was surprised by that. I was surprised by the Grease reference. So, no, I just maybe thought— Maybe it's of an age. I mean, like, okay, let me about put you on the spot. Who was, was the best? Who was the best? Oh, Willie. Uh, I mean, there's no doubt. <laughs> Willie wasn't there. Oh, you mean of the panelists? Of the people who were uh, there. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, from what I watched, I, I, Paul Young was the best. Was he? Okay. You didn't think so? I, I wasn't impressed by any of them. I, I mean, I just really? wasn't. Yeah. Well, no one emerged as a titan, a giant who walks amongst us. Yeah, I, I don't think you'll ever have to worry about your Memphis mayor leaving for a bigger sh- situation. God, you're like. I'm just being honest. You don't think they're Do going to be snapped up by the Orlando Magic to run yeah, the, like, whatever else now? Yeah, I don't think like we, we're dealing with the next AOC here. I thought they were actually – I thought some of them were pretty impressive. I, I, thought, I, some just, of, I thought it was a serious debate. Look, I live and outside you, of Memphis, so I can't even vote in it. But okay. uh, I, if I did, I would say – Van Turner was consistent, saying he's the progressive guy uh, there and constantly talking about I, I, root I, I, causes. I just, and, I just think that it, like for – you know, the Lemoyne Owen answer was just so – I, I it it was really off putting to me, like and it was so it was so like minute. Right? I, it was so such a small answer. Yeah, is the answer to really to, to making HBCU. Memphis appealing? Yeah. to I mean you, you know can what? do that and it would and it, it would contribute. Part, yeah, right. Sure, but like that's not even, co- that's no, not even I, close. That was a to the stupid answer. answer. Yeah, so I, I, I like he's out for okay, me. Okay, I, I I have some things that I need to discuss with you before. Okay, uh, and I I short shifted us because I needed to talk to the people. So, um. So I needed to get to two items. One is, you have talked much more than I have. Weirdly enough, you, who's vowed never again to think about realignment issues, have spent much more of this week talking about realignment issues than I have on my show. Right. Where do you, realistically, what plan out there is kicking around that you, who vowed never to think about realignment issues again, you who believe that those who are thinking about realignment issues might reasonably think about as it pertains to the University of Memphis. If I were to and uh, does it involve Lamar reverse Nova? sort of course? Yes, and start thinking about the thing that you vowed never again to think about. Um, what what was the question? <laughs> what what? Raise your hand <laughs> if you think that Memphis is gonna. Be in the Pac-12. So I actually asked somebody that would uh, would be privy to these discussions. Um, 
Really? Yeah, about this last night. Privy! Yeah, privy, I would say. Yes, privy. Not someone who would be actively involved in them. It's weird as the privy is another word for a bathroom in England. Like, you you and I go really? to the privy. Yeah. But, I, but in this case, I think we can all agree I use that <laughs> different correctly. Right. Okay, so what, what did they say? Um, that, can I pull it up? I don't want to misrepresent it. Yes, absolutely. Let's pull it up. Let's, what's happening here, ladies and gentlemen, is so John is pulling it up. It's being explored. What uh, is being explored? The PAC and the AC uh, alliance merger. It's being explored by Memphis or by the It's just being by explored the by everyone, AC. yes. But the issue is uh, existing contracts, exit fees, and what uh, sounds like an inability to dissolve the AAC to get around it. Um, there are apparently lots of disagreements with new members. Um, with new members. Yeah. Uh, sounds like the odds you, are, according are new- to this person, uh-huh. uh, Stanford would rather go independent. Right. Um, and West Coast Conference, which I didn't, you know, for everything else, uh, rather 